Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Welcome everyone, welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Uh, I'm joined by Colin and Paul from Seismic Cinema. I really enjoy that name. And I enjoyed the chat where you talked about how you came up with that. Because I've never heard anyone kind of say how they came to name their podcast. And I'd never heard of a podcast name generator. So that was pretty interesting to listen to. I was like, that does exist. <laughs> and we're here to talk, uh, because I've been known to get eight minutes into a podcast without telling you what the film is. We're reviewing, this, well, reviewing, talking about The Strangers, the 2008 psychological horror film, I suppose you'd say. So, uh, <laughs> See, straight away, straight away, as soon as you start what is it? It's a dog. It's alright. Some podcasts have dogs. They get really get really popular. <laughs> um, so yeah. So w- welcome, guys, and dogs. No, thanks for having us on, Sean. It's really, really kind that you have us on. Ah, uh, pleasure, absolute pleasure. Uh, I've seen there seems to be more Scottish podcasts than uh, than I was than I, I was expecting. So because you put your little flag, a lot of you put the flag. So I then put my flag there, and people were like, "What? What's an American asked me what the flag was? Like what's the flag of England? Like we don't know, we don't know that." I was like, "Why can Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, there's literally you know. Yeah, he's he's just taking over the screen. It's like as soon as you hear a lot of people's voices, are like, "I'm just going to get crash this podcast." Yeah, he does right. He does absolutely right. Uh, so yeah, um, it's just a regular review yourself episode, everybody. It's not a defend it yourself. Um, so yeah, we'll just launch straight into it. I have. When was the last time you guys saw this? I have, I hadn't seen this since I think I legitimately watched it in cinemas. Way back when. I watched it ten minutes ago. I was literally. I was. I was like, I need to watch this again. I watched it years ago with my girlfriend. Um, it totally passed me by when it first came out, and then I was like, I've not seen it in ages. And I was like, I can can remember most of it. And then when this came up, I was like, actually, I should probably really watch it again just to, just to jog my memory. And uh, I was sitting there, I was painting the fence, watching, watching it on my phone. So I'm all, I'm all clued up again. Yeah. What, what about you? I watched it for the first time last week. I'm a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to horror films, but I'm really getting into it. And I've been half watching it today when I've been getting ready to play football, and I've got it on in the background right now. So I've watched it once and a half. Uh, so that's. That's my story. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'd not seen it since, well, since I saw it in cinemas, and I remember really enjoying it. And then when you mentioned a couple of films, and then you landed on that, I was like, oh, I've been dying to talk about that. <laughs> but I was worried it wouldn't hold up. I think it did on the whole. I, I'd forgotten the very strange Law and Order on Red Bull opening. I'd forgotten all that. The whole this is a, this is based on true events. I was like, well, what am I? What I thought I'd accidentally put like NCIS on or something. Like, What's this? <laughs> Yeah, when I seen that, that when I seen that, that, I was like, I was like, when was the last time you seen a movie with a voiceover at the start? Is that is that right enough then? Is it based or is it just did some like group of people die and they just they've made the, up what happened? Or the guy who the guy who wrote the film, 
um, and directed it, whose name I've written down somewhere, but I can't remember where. No, sorry, never mind. Anyway, the guy, the guy, the guy who uh, directed it, um, he read about the Manson murders, and he uh, thought, well, what would happen if? Because they always tell the story for the people who were like killed by the Manson family. They didn't have a clue what was going on. They didn't know anything about the people. They were just strangely broken and did what they did. Um, so he thought, well, what, what would it be like from like the victim's point of view? And then I think he also used an example that happened. He, he grew up in a small town or like a small, probably not even a town, like a small village in some part of America, rural America. And he said there was something happened where p- p- young people, well, like young adults were knocking on people's doors. And he said his sister answered the door and they asked for somebody who didn't live there. And she said they don't live here, and they shut the door. And then they figured out later that they'd gone down the the whole street, and asked people asked for this random person. And if nobody answered the door, they broke into the house. But obviously, that was where the uh, the kind of idea of it came from. And he then created it into this into this film. But they make it seem like it's kind of almost because it, it it came along what two thousand eight. So this was a just after Paranormal Activity in like 2007 and Diaries of Dead, I think came out a year or so. So it was yeah. during that kind of renaissance of um, found footage movies, you know, Blair Witch happened and then they kind of got forgot about and then Cloverfield and loads of other stuff started coming out. So I think it, it tapped into that vein. And it does have, I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's got a very old-fashioned feel. It feels almost like an updated Texas Chainsaw in terms of how it's set out. It's very kind of simplistic, which I, I quite enjoy. I don't know if you guys. Like that. Yeah, def- definitely. I'd say it was very. It's got a very simplistic kind of, a very simplistic kind of view. It's a, uh, it's a very basic storyline, isn't it? It's just there's not a, a lot of bells and whistles to it, but it's really quite effective. What about what about you? So obviously, this Paul Paul really bigged the film up and. I don't well, well. We'll give our overall impressions at the end. I feel like I was a wee bit bored in the first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt. I thought the scenes where they're just kind of have the couple are having the conversation. I don't know if it was the time of the day I watched that. I watched it quite early in the morning, so maybe I was just tired. But once um, the stranger started appearing, I started to enjoy the film more. But I felt like the first. Kind of twenty minutes dragged a wee bit. I don't know how you felt about that bit. Yeah, I think. Well, I watched it after I got in from work, and then paused it at an hour in to have a ten minute nap. Uh, <laughs> so, because uh, so, I, I just had a long day, and it's, it's I don't know what it's like up there. Uh, well, you're only a few hours away, kind of, but it's boiling down here, really, really muggy. Like, it's, so maybe that was part of it. But yeah, the first twenty minutes, I was thinking, oh, because I remember it being really quick. So obviously, my brain had forgotten. The, the slow bits at the beginning, but I, I do quite like that because you're trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, maybe maybe it was the time of day, but it was. It's definitely a lot slower than you expect because you see what it's about and you think, oh, it's just gonna kick straight into the the horror. But it, it kind of there's a few false like red herrings there at the beginning where you're thinking, oh, now it's gonna happen and then it doesn't. And it's a bit. I like str- I liked it. I liked the start better the second time I watched it because I knew when it was gonna. Uh, Go up a notch. Yeah, yeah, because it connects the the beginning and it. So that it's one of those films where, and this can go one or two ways. It can be really good or it can fall. It can it it can fall down. So the beginning part of it, um, it it starts off essentially at the end, but you don't know what's happened. You just kind of see the scene, 
and a couple of boys appear and you well yeah teenagers appear and you kind of don't know who they are and what they're doing there and you see random things like the smoke alarm on the floor uh, the shotgun in the bar on the uh, the shotgun yeah and you see all these random things and it's like right what what's happened here what what's going on oh and the 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 record yeah like skipping because it's run out that was pretty because uh, it was a point where she put it when she put it on it really near the beginning I thought right it's going to kick off now because that's going to run out but then it it didn't so I think it was teasing you with when it was going to start but maybe that's something that you want to see on the rewatch. I like. I did like the structure. I like when films don't follow that linear path. It's obviously not a similar film, but Pulp Fiction did that, and the the first scene was also like the last scene. So I, I did quite like the way they structured it. I had a really interesting theory about this film, which we might get into. Um, it was. I had a totally different film in my head to what actually transpired. <laughs> What, did you do in terms of did you mix this up with something else and think you were going to watch that or did you? No, I had it in my head because obviously he's proposed to her, I assume, and then she's knocked him back. Yeah, I thought when he phoned people, I thought he'd set up, I thought he was in on it and he was because you, you didn't actually see him and the strangers at the same time for quite a while because remember he went out of drive and then he came yeah. back. See for like three quarters of the film, I thought he had. I thought he was playing tricks for her because she'd not come back. It's funny, something similar happened with me because obviously I haven't seen it in like fourteen years. And when I watched it, I was thinking, when the strangers turn up, I was thinking, is this the strangers' house? Because the strangers seem to have a really good knowledge of that house. Like they, they obviously break in silently, start moving things about, and you're thinking, what, what's going on? It was. So yeah, there's. I think it's credit to the film that I think it's quite rewatchable. I think you could probably watch it again and start picking up different things. I don't know at what point it would get on your nerves, but I think you could definitely watch it again. Oh, Did, yeah. What about you, Paul? No, um, I know what you mean by rewatchability, because there's like loads of wee bits, like I totally forgot about the start, about the proposal. I remember it just being like the, the aftermath and then it getting into it pretty quickly, so I kind of forgot about that. But even you're, you're just watching in the sh- watching in the shadows, looking for like the bagman kind of thing, uh, looming in the looming in the darkness, and a lot of the bits I just totally forgot. And it's quite eerie just yeah. seeing them. Like you're just looking everywhere to try and find these figures, but uh, they are quite good that they'll disappear. That to the strangers. Yeah, definitely. There's, may- there's uh, maybe a bit too much of that. Yeah, I think it. You could argue it almost goes past the point of like this doesn't make sense. Like I was especially, I mean, we'll jump about. It. I'm not, not particularly. It's the bit where there's like they've written like they've written certain things on the windows, and you're thinking, you're telling me one of them stood in the room doing that. <laughs> like, and, and also another thing later on, how silently did they smash that guy's windows? Oh. Like the car windows. Yeah. Like, you no, know, that was the one part where I went mm, that that doesn't make sense for me. Like that's. The only bit where I went, mm, this is, you, you lost me a little bit there. But uh, oh, and also about the beginning, I, I'd forgotten. You, you hear her make what's presumably a nine one one call, and she's she's really distressed. I thought it was like, I thought it was a kid. Was it not the kids? The phone. No, it was it was it was her. But I presume yes. that that they. I thought it was the kids as well. I think it was. her. I'm sure it was the kids because like I don't know what's happened. I don't know where we are, but there's there's blood Hi. everywhere. Because she was says it? that there were there were people there were people here, 
That's what she says. There were people in the house. So I think it's her. But I presume she makes that phone call after the kids find her at the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah. at the end, if that makes sense. Because, because oh, she... that, jump, that jump scare when you realise she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I always that got, that, that got me, I must admit. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was a good. Ending. I remember the ending. I actually thought when I watched it that that was at the beginning. I thought they went in and grabbed. They did. She grabbed them and she, no, she no, woke no. up. I thought that, but um, apparently there was a. Uh, speaking of the ending, there was a uh, the the when they first made the film, they were going to have a scene after the spoilers. They they after they stabbed the couple, they had a scene where the family, you know, the three of them, the strangers, walked around with 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 their masks off and got dressed in the clothes and then went <laughs> like before, you know, before they get in the car yeah. and they decided in the edit, no, we don't actually want to show their face, which I thought was a, a really clever thing to do. It's funny. Cause the, um, the one who plays like the daughter, the younger woman one, yeah, Dolphin. she's actually like a, quite a famous, yeah, the Dolphin. she's quite a famous model. So maybe that would have been a little bit like, that's a bit odd. Um, a bit jarring. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, but they said she had the right physicality for, for the role, which I think makes 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 sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, for cold, as cold openings go, it was pretty good. And as you said, uh, Colin, like the non-linear te- storytelling, like there's a part when they're in the cabin and they're all sitting there dead mopey, and you think, oh, what's gone on? And then it flashes back to him, and they're all you see him all loved up, and you think, oh, so the, this is like a couple of hours back, and he's like proposed to her, and you don't see. You don't actually see her turning down. You just kind of see her look at him and her face says it all, I think. For, I felt like he obviously went to a lot of effort with that proposal, so it doesn't make me like her character very much. Oh. Yeah, they kind of didn't they kind of didn't explain it. Did they? So the, the woman, can't remember the woman's name, played by Liv Tyler after a seven-year break of acting, she looks exactly the same in this as she did in Armageddon, which is like mm-hmm. ten years before, or nine years before, I'm thinking. I don't know. I recognized her. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really look up the cast list till after the film. Yeah, I, uh, neither did I. I didn't know. And Scott Speedman plays the well. Her. I was just a fiance, but it's not. Is it awkward? Yeah. <laughs> uh, her, her, her boyfriend, <laughs> I presume. Because I was thinking at the start, oh, was he going to propose? And she's knocked him back, or said she wants to break up with him in the car. Because that's like the first shot you get of them in the car. Little, the sat waiting at red light. Yeah. And she's like here down the right, and he's just sat there. Like silently, sadly fuming, um, and you think, oh, this is it, it's quite intriguing. Like it's not your normal. Like f- I think for for a horror film, it, it does a good job of not telling you a lot. I think some horror films like Spoon Feed you, you, you know, it's like the characters like, hi Dave, hi John, like in the beginning scenes, and you're going, who talks like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with your well, friends? What, you what, what an amateur though. You, from someone who just got engaged, you, you don't propose unless you know you're getting a yes, like. I mean, I surely, think, you te- surely you test the waters a wee bit. I mean, I, that's a thing. They don't give you a lot of background, but you, you get the impression that, well, she just, the only thing she says is, like, I'm not ready. No. But it's kind of like all the stuff he's done, like, he's really pushed the ball out. He's got petals everywhere, all on the bed, in the bath. He's got the ring. He's got this massive tub of ice cream that you only ever see in American movies. I've never seen anything that big of, really. <laughs> um and and then he sits there just mopely eating it, which I I mean I did have a bit of a laugh at that. I don't know what you got that made me laugh. He's just sat there like eating this ice cream, and she's just in the bath just all. Yeah, it's like you get in like sitcoms, it. isn't it? Like when there's some somebody sad, they just sit down <laughs> with a big tub of ice cream, say, eating their sorrows away. That's yeah. why I thought because he he makes a phone call at the start, 
to right. the friend, which obviously comes into play later. Yeah. <clears throat> Best scene in the movie, really, in my opinion. The one. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, definitely. The because they set back. it up so early, don't they? Yeah, because that's why I thought that he had, like, phoned the strangers. He's like, I don't, I don't know how he could set that up so quickly. Like, <laughs> get not back get all these like creepy friends <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty that would be pretty psychopathic if he went i'm going to ask this girl to marry me but just on the off chance she knocks me back can you a few psychos just stick around because if, if i want you to terrorize her a little bit would you yeah. do that would you be on it i've seen i've seen more ridiculous things in films so if they'd have if they'd have pulled that i'd have been like oh, okay they're, they're all sitting they're all sitting in a room going oh i hope she says no i hope she says no masks on guys when the when the girl came to the door that was asking, was it what was the, what was the girl's name? She's Amara. like so and so, so and so. Oh, Amara, yeah. Um, when I said the first time I watched it, I was like, because they weren't really making it obvious why they were bickering at first, mm. at least on the first watch. So I was like, is that is he having like an affair with this woman that's came to the door and he's just pretending he doesn't know her? Like these are just. Some of the thoughts were from my head. Jeez, I can't understand. I think you're paranoid. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I was thinking it's very. But then, the, what I noticed, um, they do things all the way. Like it's quite well thought out. Like she's clearly unscrewed the bulb on the porch. Yeah. So that outside the door, so when he opens it, you only see that half her face. Because I was half expecting. I don't know about you, but I've seen that many horror films and bad ones at that. I was half expecting him to flip the light on and her face to be like scarred or something or, yeah. you know, something like that. But um, it, it didn't happen. But yeah, I, and I was also wondering, like, who's, is this like a romantic shack or a getaway, like a cabin in the middle of nowhere, that old cabin it's, in the woods trope, but it's like his dad's... Holiday home or something? No, it's his dad's like cabin. I think, you know, like how Americans have cabins. Yeah. I think they explain it in the opening scroll. Uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, you paid I, a lot more attention to me. No, it's, it's because I rewatched the first half of it, and pre- I like to prepare for my guest spot. I've literally just yeah. finished watching it an hour and a half ago. <laughs> that bit's gone. I thought I thought it was just no, his dad's no, house no. because his dad had the shotgun around the house. No, it's a hol- It's like a ho- maybe they went on holidays there when he was like a kid or something. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Because you know, my dad used to hide it when we were kids. Because mm. at first I was thinking, because like, apparently the the told the production designer. It's set in 2007, but make the shack look as it's in like the 1970s, as if it's been kind of untouched for a while. And you do get that feel; it's very old-fashioned looking. Yeah, especially the vinyl. <laughs> yeah, although that they're coming back in fashion. Yeah, you. I went to my friend's 30th, my mate's 30th, and player. yeah, and someone didn't know how to use it and scratched it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Do you not know how to use this? Do you not know how to use this?" Oh no, I was like, "Just all right, step back." Because I've been watching more horror films recently. Do you not think like all the masks? That are worn in horror films are just very similar. Like, see, like the Purge and this, and I just feel like they're, they're all kind of quite similar or similar style. Yeah, I think the idea behind the masks in this that the director picked them himself. He said, "I wanted them to look like something you could just pick up in a store." So I think, and I think that's the idea behind the Purge as well, because uh, well, because I think they are literally masks you pick up. Although the Purge ones were a bit more. I did like that film. I felt like a bit of a waste, though. Yeah, the first I loved the first one. First, yeah, the first I th- I, th- I thought the second one gave us what we wanted out. The first one just madness, and then the ones after that were just terrible. I I've got a wee thing about horror films, and I wondered if you guys felt the same way. I prefer them. I prefer the before and when the house is like 
beginning to be under attack. See, when they actually get in the house uh, or when they go out the house and they mess about in the yard, I I don't enjoy it as much. Like There's something quite cozy about the build-up uh, being at like, the characters in the house and they're trying to get in the... I don't know, I get this weird like coziness from like, the start of horror films and I enjoy that a bit more than the later bit. So you, you enjoy the... So you enjoy, oh no, I was gonna say, 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 I was gonna you get the feeling that the strangers are essentially just toying with them. They're just enjoying themselves mm. because there's a lot of points where they don't, they're like behind the main characters and they just don't do anything. You think that they're clearly just not bothered. They're clearly just enjoying themselves and they'll drag this out because you get the impression that this place is really isolated. The, the reason for doing it was very chilling. Like I was like the whole film, I was like, right, why are they doing this? Is there this big backstory? Then they're like, Oh, you were in, or something. Yeah, yeah. answered the door or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, uh, it was quite chilling. That, but it is a weird film, isn't oh, it? Oh, like, also. Oh, sorry, and you go, Sean. Yeah. No, no, sorry, no, you're up. I was just gonna say, it's just a weird kind of film to watch because, like, like the good guys per se, they're literally never in control of the situation ever in this whole film. It's always like you're saying, you're just toying with them, and even when they get the shotgun, it's as if it, like. They don't care because they've got everything covered. Yeah, to be fair, it was nice to see characters in a film fight back. I know they've got a gun. It's America, so it'd be different if it was set in a country that doesn't have guns, for example. Yeah. But I like the fact that they don't just sit back and like cry or even even Liv Tyler's character. Like as much as she's not as active as her boyfriend is, um, they're still like they try to do the best and they they act as realistically as you would. Yeah, because no, no like the, even the point where they think right we're going I, I thought oh my god someone's actually done it in a horror film they've actually gone right we're getting in the car we're going <laughs> we're going yeah. and then obviously they get they get rammed but uh, part of me was just thinking why why would you sit there why didn't they go forward and run the guy over with the mask for a start um, he's right in front he's running him over could, could they move their car was it just, was their car I thought maybe I, their car was disabled they, at that point were, were they able to move it eh? I think they, I think they, I think they deflated the tyres ah, I think yeah it was moving really slowly, so I mean, you can drive it like that, but it's it's not going to do you much good. Yeah, um, and we've and we've also kind of forgotten how the film starts. Well, not outside, but how the first knock on the door comes as the as the kind of I don't know if it's a reconciling or if it's a bit of a a goodbye kind of get together, because um, they're literally right on the edge of making love, if you will, and then there's just a massive bang on the door, and you're like, because that was I was I was thinking I don't remember this being in the film. And then, and then like, they just hammer the door down and they're both like, oh. And then they go back to being depressed. <laughs> they go back to being like really mopey. I was like, hang on a minute. You were just like whispering sweet nothings to each other a minute ago. What, what have I... Oh, mind you, I suppose so, uh, a stranger banging on the door in the middle of nowhere asking you for somebody who's not there might mm. kill... Kill the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Kill the buzz. Kill the mood, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, and the bit where she says, the really creepy bit where she comes to the door and says, is, is Tamara there, or Tamari, whatever, what she says. Um, and then she's like, oh, they're not here. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, see you later. And she just walks 
just really chilling. She just walks off like, see you later. I'm like, do you mean see you later? I mean, she knows what she means. Yeah, yeah. But clearly, I think what's happened there is she's obviously gone to knock at the other houses. That's why she goes away. Because I, like, I didn't think the first time I watched it, I never got that. I thought they were just toying with him. But they've clearly got to his house, knocked. Or oh, there's someone in, right, we'll go to that one if none of the others are in. And then they've gone up the street, I presume, to the few houses that are around there. Huh. Well, I thought I thought it was just the one couple that were targeting. I didn't think they went elsewhere. Oh, I think, I think Sean's really well, makes sense. Because she says, why did you Why did you do this? You, you were home. Because I think that's why there's a gap between when she first turns yeah. up. I mean, I mean, I might be wrong, and maybe maybe I'm thinking that way because I've read the director's no, story about about his town. It does sound right. Can we can we talk about that scene there where the friend comes back? <laughs> yes, we can. Go on. Yeah, the floor is yours, Colin. Like it was just very unexpected. Like you just expected him to maybe take a shot at one of the strangers and probably not kill them, but maybe take them down a wee bit or just totally miss. And when he took out his friend and. Your brain just kind of matched all together. It was, it was very uh, the shock factor. Yeah, that's a, it's a great scene. So if anybody who hasn't seen the film, spoilers, go watch the film first, <laughs> then come back. Uh, <laughs> I need the listens desperately. Uh, <laughs> so then his so they're, they're essentially in like a closet, a little cupboard. He's got the shotgun. He's managed to find the bullets, and he's there with his, his girlfriend, ex, whatever. And the, the footsteps, like they took the lights out. There's footsteps coming towards the cupboard. And they're thinking, oh, who's this? And they're waiting. And we're expecting it to be the strangers as well. And then it turns out another car turns up and think, who's this? And then it turns out it's their friend. And he's walk- he walks through the house and he sees all the debris everywhere. And it- you can see him looking around like, what's what's gone on here? But at this point, there's like there's no blood anywhere. There's like a smoke alarm on the floor because they, block- they-, they throw her phone in the fire. Because mm-hmm. I could never work out why the smoke all of a sudden started getting dead thick. I thought, have they blocked the chimney? Because the smoke's come back, but they throw a phone into the fire. Obviously, it's plastic, so it's melted. And so that so she unscrewed that. That's on the floor, and there's a few bits kicking about. But there's a few things turned over. But there's nothing that would actually tell you that it's a horrendous situation. For all he knows, you know, I don't know. They they've had a bit of an argument or whatever. So he, he's kind of confused. He walks down the corridor, and just as he gets to the opening where they are, he, he goes to say hello, um, and then his friend, the boyfriend, essentially blows his head off. The minute he pops his head around the door, but he and he's like he didn't. And then he realizes he's like he didn't wear a mask, and she's like, "What are you talking about? He didn't have a mask." And then he sees it; it's his best friend. But that, yeah, I, I don't recall seeing anything similar to that in a film where someone's accidentally shot their friend out of like protecting themselves. Because the only time he takes a shot apart from that is when he takes a shot at the the man with the mask on through the door, mm-hmm. and then he just before he's like captured, he tries to take a he takes a shot at the guy again. He's about to shoot at the older woman with a mask, or the mother, if you will. And then the guy runs up to him from behind and he tries to get a shot off. That was just brutal, though. Like, that's like the equivalent of me taking Paul down. I know you wouldn't be that good a shot. <laughs> but that is um, to be like, even it's quite surprising, too, because like, I know it's like a shotgun, you don't need much skill to <laughs> shoot with it. But, uh, for somebody that couldn't load the gun, they didn't know how to load the gun. They got a, fair, a fairly clean shot. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, that's the thing. I, I was gonna say sod's, sods law, but not not to be flippant. It is just a film. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's uh, it's uh, 
But I mean, because you're expecting it to be one of the strangers, and even they think, "Oh, we've shot one of them, we've killed one of them." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, we we know obviously who it is, but it's just it it again a, a good example of where the film builds up tension and then it gives you something unexpected. Uh, I quite I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and when Mike and obviously. Up, sorry. I, Sorry, man. Sorry, Jay. Oh, sorry, go on. All right, no, go on. I was going to say, when Mike uh, first comes in, the music's blared, the strangers have put the music on. So even though he's shouting hello when he first comes in, uh, it's uh, he's cub. So like when he first comes in, it's like they've planned it. Yeah, well, the, the, guy, the guy's actually behind him, isn't he? The man's behind him. Yeah. Behind his friend as he walks. So you th- with, with, like, a big axe, which he took from the dad's shed, because you see... You know where those people have the, the tools and the outline of where the tools should be later on. Yeah. Um. So they do seem quite opportunistic in terms of what they're doing, but so you're thinking either the guy gets in with the axe or his friend shoots him accidentally. I mean, maybe he got a mop. He certainly got a more piece away out of it than his the, the boyfriend does. Spiders and the girlfriend. I mean, that was pretty. I'd forgotten how I was thinking. This is a lot more brutal than I remember. I mean, it's not like saw levels of of gore, but it's definitely. It's it's not a comfortable watch that part at all. No, it's just the um, slow inevitability of it all. And then oh, the whole, you know, those those dogs are gonna get us barred from a future appearance. I know. There's a lot, there's a lot of activity in my house tonight, and it's just still going. Nuts. Oh, not at all. There'll be people. There'll be people going. Oh, I love dogs. I know I what like, breed that dog is. There's people. Honestly, it probably probably helped. To be fair. I like the way they did the music because I feel like they picked really upbeat. Um, happy music during when this is all going on and when the friend's walking towards his his doom there's yeah. quite a happy song on oh yeah that's yeah, it so that's what's happening the, the song you've just sorry Colin you've just reminded me there's that the song's skipping so it's playing like the chorus again and again and again and just before the guy gets there so when he shouts as, as you were saying Paul when he shouts from outside the guy hear him when he gets inside he's kind of surprised and he doesn't say anything and you're thinking, surely you'd say something, but the music's really loud, so they can't hear him. And then the stranger actually, well, I don't know if it's him or the stranger, must be him. He stops the stops the music. I just as he turns the corner. Yeah, and then then they hear his footsteps, so it's like they can't hear anything. Then there's footsteps, so that it doesn't give them any chance to kind of think about to shout or to say who I am. It's it's like a couple of footsteps outside the door. They see your head, and it's like bang. So it's it's pretty uh pretty rough. Um, I, think I, I think I enjoyed this film a lot more now that I'm talking about it than maybe I did at the time. I feel like it's one that maybe does get better with a rewatch. I'd, I'd like to think so. I mean, I was worried. I was worried genuinely that I was going to watch it and go didn't didn't hold up for me. Sometimes you do worry when you watch a film like you really enjoyed that you're going to think, oh. ah, yeah. especially when you're watching it and you're going to talk about it and you're analysing. You think, oh god, I hope it stands up, and it it did for the mo- a few times when it got a little bit silly, you know. That as as you said earlier, Paul, I think a few times where they've moved something, you think, really? Why would you come in just to put a smoke alarm from the floor onto the... Never take your smoke alarm down in the first place, anybody. Yeah. It's a stupid thing to do. But then to put it on the put it on the chair, it's like, what, like, what have you done that for? Um, and either whole... There's a, like one time where like his phone cuts off and you're thinking, oh, that old chestnut, the old, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. We've got no signal on our phone type thing. Um, oh yeah, the Wilson. I wonder what you guys thought about this because it's quite a throwaway line, but it kind of stuck in my head, and I was thinking, why does? What are they trying to tell us? There's a bit where he says, "I can't," like you said, Colin. Like, I can't. 
I, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. He's like putting the gun back together. I don't know guns. He's putting the gun back together and looking for the bullets. And he gets the bullets and he's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And the girlfriend says to him, "But you told me you went hunting with your dad. What do you mean you don't know how to use it?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I lied about that. I never went." I was thinking, is, is that supposed to tell us that he's he's done the you know the stereotypical man thing of just said you know I had a trial for rangers once. Has he done that <laughs> or is he number two? Has he has he kind of gone? Uh, has he just lied about it, or is it trying to like point us in the direction that he's a bit sinister? Because at that point, I suppose you could kind of argue, or think the way you were thinking, Colin, where you're thinking, is this guy involved? Because he does disappear off a few times, like yeah. especially after he gets attacked. You know, when he takes the shot in the woods, he's outside. He disappears for quite a while, and you're thinking, where's he gone? Is he dead? Is he? Then he just gets dragged in later on. Do you think they did that intentionally? Do you think they wanted you to think he was in on it? I think so, and because I, I think it's. There's a few times where there's things in there, and you think, is is it? Because it would make sense, because he's kind or, of yeah. s- spurned her. She spurned him, hasn't she? Or did they? Did Because he 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 basically went to the shop to get her cigarettes, but they probably just did that so she was home alone. Yeah. For a, for a while, but I I was like looking out for wh- whether he appeared in the same shot as the strangers. I think that'd have been a better film if he was behind it all. I think the, the probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't pretty, pretty twisted, but yeah. I mean, you maybe write it. I'm sure there's something similar out there. Oh, well, that's that's just the plot for every scream film. <laughs> the second one. It's always the boyfriend, isn't it? Always. Um, I've got a question for you, Sean. Yeah, go. For See it. the strangers. What do you think their relationship is between each other? I I do genuinely think they're a family. See, I thought that. I genuinely. Sorry, Sorry on your question. I was saying, I was just, I, I agree with you. Because I've seen that. Like, I, I, I was reading a little bit about it, and there was some people saying it was some kind of message upon certain religions and stuff. And I was thinking, no, I didn't get that at all. Maybe because I don't know. Maybe because religion's not as big over here. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I was thinking, I don't really. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't. I don't quite get what they're trying to tell us here. Um, I, did, I didn't get that vibe. What's that called? So we handed out leaflets um, when they saw the boys, but I think that was just a cover for why they were about. Yeah. Well, she said he says, "Are oh, you a sinner?" Like that kid, that little kid would have creeped me out more. <laughs> what is it he says to her? He says, um, "Oh, he's, oh yeah, are you a sinner?" I'm like, the kid just stops you with a leaflet. Like, are you a sinner? Like, you're like ten year old. What do you know about? Very strange point. I felt. Yeah. Cause I think when we did a we did a a ranking show, I think I talked about the strangers, and I I'd said to my girlfriend like, oh, no, I said to Colin, I was like, oh, it's a family that. Was... I'm like my girlfriend. I know, but my girlfriend's like, why did you call them a family? They're not a family, and I was like, are they not? So I put it on Twitter, and like, there were so many conflicting opinions. It was like, it wasn't a family. It was a family. It was just three. Let's call the strangers because they're strangers. Uh, well, it was, it was originally going to be called. It's originally going to be called the Faces. It was directed by Brian Bertino. Finally found my um. The Strangers is better. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, although I've still never seen the second one. Oh, have you I've never watched it? Well, that, I, I heard. Watching? Yeah, is it any good? Yeah, I like. I liked it. I seen it in the cinema uh, when it first came out. I'll give it. Uh, it's probably. I wouldn't. I probably like the first one better. The second one. I think it puts wee bit more onus on probably a bit more action in it. 
but it's still, it's still pretty solid. And actually, the guy that plays the Bagman, I think his name's like Daniel Moffey, he ended up weighing in on that Twitter conversation, talking about like... Oh, no way. Yeah, he ended up like, because somebody tagged him in it, and then he started talking about it, saying that I think they try to go down a route of saying it was like a family, but then a lot of stuff got cut out of it and stuff, but yeah, it was quite an interesting, interesting wee take on trying to figure out how the relationship is. I remember the Twitter post, like I hadn't seen it then, and I do remember you mentioning it in the ranking, and I remember the Twitter post, but that's quite funny that I hadn't even seen it at the time. Yeah, we're going to like three AM. There's a bit. There must have been a bit like 50, 60 messages or something. Like Twitter's so hard to follow at the best of times, and I couldn't even follow it, and I was yeah. the one writing back to people. So who who was it? Was it? Was it one of the main actors? Or? Yeah, it was the it was the bag man in the second film. He's not the same guy as the first film. What is the premise for the the sequel? I'm not going to tell you. Like, is it? Okay, but I could read that off the Netflix description. Is or if it was on Netflix? Is it? Is it is called it like? Same... Is it called? Is it Pray at Night? Is it the strangers Pray at Night? Yeah, or something like that. I think basically they ramp it up instead of just one house. They go to a couple of houses in a caravan park. And that's all I'll say. And where can I watch it? Um, it was on Netflix for a while. I think it went off. I'm not sure where it is now. I'll check. But, yeah. but I definitely, I definitely uh, recommend it. Yeah. Any um, any points on? Well, not notes. Any anything that you that you enjoyed that I haven't brought up or that you wanted to say? I like the shot at the start, just when it's going down the street. Like they do, they do that in a lot of horror films. But I, I quite like that. You're the very yeah. first scene. Yeah, there's a few shots, a few shots that I liked where they show like the 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 cabin, the shack from from a distance. A few shots reminded me a little bit of Dog Soldiers. If you've ever seen that film. Oh, I love Dog Soldiers. I love it. Yeah. Dog Soldiers. Yeah, meant to meant to be set in Scotland, but they filmed it in Lithuania. It's a, it's, oh. it follows a 2002 Neil Marshall film. Yeah. You've never seen Dog Soldiers, Colin? No. Paul. Get it. Get, come on, it's my, it's, it's my thing. I haven't seen things I should have. Yeah. You will see, love. You will love Dog Soldiers. It's un- I, I'll tell you what. We should do that one. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And it's got it so, really so, so. I haven't done it yet. Do you play Call of Duty? Oh, way back when. Oh, way back when. Is it on, soap in it. Yes, he is. What's it's his name? Net- it's not on Netflix. I'm not watching it. <laughs> uh, we'll find sure it. We'll find it for you. Um. um, as you know, and I've mentioned, I am generally really getting into the horror genre. I used to watch them back in the day, but is there mm-hmm. any, is there like two or three ones that I should check out that I probably haven't seen? If you just, if you don't seen any any like horror films, yeah. you talk the whole time. No, I, I have seen some, but there'll there'll be plenty I haven't seen. So, uh, have you seen? Peter, Peter, uh, Sean, you seen Halloween nineteen seventy eight last week? Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Shining. I've seen the shining. Yeah. My, um, I did my research well, didn't I? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's have a think. The stri- oh, I'll give you another one that's similar to this. Um, is it called No Vacancy? It's got Kate Beckinsale in it. No Vacancy. Uh, they go to a motel and it turns out they make snuff films there where they kill people. It's not a spoiler, that's right at the start. And then it's how her and her boyfriend try and get out of it. That's a decent one. It's, on Netflix, um, it's not on Netflix, I'm not watching it. Uh, <laughs> horror, horror. Have you seen, I, I, I know they're not horror horrors, but have you seen A Quiet Place? Have you seen those ones? I think I might have like 
There was a spell years ago where I watched a few, but it was like quite a while ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just having to think. I've literally uh, horror films blanking. I never think about it. I, I think good. I'm trying to think of good ones. See, which is it's tough because you know you get a lot that's uh, rubbish. Nah. I mean, I hated that modern Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was brutal. That new uh, one. No, terrible. Terrible. Awful. I was laughing at it. The, be- the best part was the influencers getting diced. What about V for Vendetta? That's, That's not, not a horror film, but it's unbelievable. Um, I've I've reviewed no, not on this podcast, my old one. Colin, are yeah, you just are you just scrolling through Netflix whilst we're doing a review? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's topical. We're talking about horrors. <laughs> I mean, I, I start, you'll find any decent horrors on there. I've got to be honest. No, there is actually quite a few horrors on Netflix nowadays. Yeah, but decent ones. I'm trying to think. I, I have. A, if you one those times, I'll, I'll finish recording and I'll go. Should have said yeah. that. Should have said that. Uh, send, like, us a me- send us a message. I will. Um, yeah. So we come to the um, rating section, which I've ripped off from my old old podcast. Um, so we go from five to one, but it's not a number rating. So the top rating is, and you got to stick with me on these. They're a bit old fashioned. They're a bit odd. Uh, the top rating is I'd buy it on two disc special edition DVD or VHS if you're that old. <laughs> Second rating down is I'd buy it from the pound shop. You know, the DVD section. Great place to get the odd film. The third one down, I'd watch it on a plane. Fourth one, I probably won't watch it again. Slash, I wouldn't watch this if I was on a plane. Which is harsh. And then the bottom rating, like the bottom of the barrel rating, is the reason I've never done drugs is to avoid experiences like that. <laughs> where would you Where would you put this film? It, it, just in terms of ratings. Paul? Uh, well... I would have to go buy it on DVD because I, it's definitely not a Poundland, a Poundland shop, a Poundland number. Um, I just, it's just one of those movies that just sticks in your mind. Like you can imagine it happening to yourself and how terrified you'd be. And yeah, uh, you know what? The one thing I probably loved most out of this film was probably the sound design. So like you know like you can hear the yeah. footsteps like patter pattering away all the time, yeah. and like the metal clattering, the rams ransacking the house, but you never really see any of it, and it's just kind of left up to your imagination, and that's what most of this film is. Just like you kind of being a bit paranoid of where they are because they're going in and out of the house with impunity. Uh, cool, Colin. Oh, why don't you use big words on our podcast? <laughs> He's trying to impress. I don't know why. I've no idea why. I'm trying. I'm trying to overcompensate for uh, the dogs. Right. I <laughs> I liked the film. I think more on a rewatch. I did, as I said, I did get a bit bored in the first twenty minutes, but I think it's because I didn't really know when the horror was going to kick in. Mm-hmm. So maybe I and also I was a wee bit tired. Anyway, long long story short, um, I would probably go like I would watch it again. But I don't think I would buy like a two. What was it? Special edition. That's the one. Yeah. So you got you buy it out pound shop then. I, I probably not not that I think it's, but I don't see that as a bad thing. Like I bought Hot Fuzz out of block, a blockbuster box, not box like the the kind of bins. Bag, bag. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't view that as an insult. So I would I would go with that one. So I've not got a film. Excuse me. I've not got a film 
horror recommendation for you. But what I do have, Colin, I don't know where you'd find this. I don't know if it's online. I don't think the ITV put it on. But it was a series. You can get it really cheap on DVD. There's two series of it made. I think it's 2004, 2005. It had Leslie Sharp in it and Andrew Lincoln way before he did The Walking Dead. Uh, like, literally, he'd done Love Actually before this. And that Teachers program, is it called Teachers? Hmm. In the 90s, late night. Anyway, yeah. uh, it's called Afterlife, not the Ricky Gervais one. Which um, is great. It's basically about, yeah, it is great, that series. Uh, this is about Robert Lincoln. He plays a psychology lecturer, uh, grieving the loss of his son. And Leslie Sharp plays a, a, a clairvoyant. By the name of Alison Mundy, and it's it's everything you don't think. Like, it's not like hawky. It's not silly. It's really really serious. There's some unbelievably frightening episodes um, because she can see. <laughs> she she kind of can see, um, like she can see things, and she does get spirits talking to her now. And you see these with her, a little bit, a little bit like Sixth Sense. It, you know, if you know what I mean, in, in the style yeah. of it. But it's unbelievable because obviously he, he comes at it from a completely scientific point of view of educating, no, this is ridiculous. And he kind of gets involved with her by, he's like writing a piece on her, like a dissertation or something like that. And that, if you can get a cheap copy of that somewhere, I got this for like five, six quid on eBay. Post, post it to me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it back in several years. Yeah, if this if this uh, if this uh, episode gets like two hundred listens, I'll, I'll post it here. Um, <laughs> yes. that's never going to happen. I say ten times what I'm getting at my top end right now. Um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be sharing it massively now. That no, it's that is good. You know, one of those things that like people have kind of never seen. Ran on yeah. ITV for a couple of years and then they cancelled it for low ratings, but it was doing really really well. Uh, to be fair, there might even be. Not that I'm advocating this, but they might even be on YouTube or, or somewhere if you went and looked. Because yeah. it's quite an old series now. And I don't think it's on. You know like how they've got BritBox and stuff? I don't think it's on that. It just didn't seem to go anywhere, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but no, <laughs> anyway. Um, thanks to you two guys for coming on. Uh, thanks to you, Colin. Thanks to you, Paul. And the dogs. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the fourth <laughs> wheel. Gives it some character. Sorry, John. <laughs> oh, don't be daft. I'm not one of these podcasters that like, is like, oh my God, you can hear something in the background. And there's an episode of mine out there where I've got COVID and you can hear it. My voice is like this. And I thought it was a problem with my mic, but it wasn't. It was COVID. Uh, I think I had a bum with COVID as well. It sounds, it's, it sounds horrific. Horrific. What can you do? Uh, but no, thank you for coming on. And um, would you like to just tell the people listening um, where, like, where they can find you? Have you got any upcoming episodes? And basically just, it's the shameless plug part of the episode. So just, yeah, throw it, I'll throw it to you. Who's doing it then? You do it, Colin. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I, I panic. Okay, so we are Seismic Cinema. We, although it's just cinema in our name, we also like to talk about TV shows as well. So we normally do one uh, review of a week, and this is our review for this week because we're we're not going to do an extra one. And um, we like to do a ranking per week as well because um, me, me in particular, I'm obsessed with ranking things. Um, so we're on YouTube. We decided to start using StreamYard to show our, our faces. So we're on YouTube at Seismic Cinema. We are also on all the other platforms like Spotify, uh, Good Pods, Apple Pods, uh, and all the Anchor, all the different ones. And we're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Seismic Cinema. Um, our ranking that we're going to do this week is we've got a bit, we've got a bit of time to play with. There's been scheduling issues. 
and that nope i thought was i just saw the the american release date but i just assumed it was the same one because most films come out the same time nowadays so we had a bit of time to fill so we'll be doing uh we're going to review us next week aren't we paul uh if you pass the dvd to me oh i've got it ready to go i'll get it to you asap and we'll go see nope when we can and but we're also decided in terms of rankings for the next couple of weeks because andor has been delayed as well and we're going to do at least one and we'll see how it goes uh game of thrones ranking because house of the dragons coming out soon which i don't think the world's that hyped about but it could turn out really good you don't know so we're going to rank the houses the the main houses in game of thrones um our favorites um so we picked like i've i found like the kind of 10 most arguably most important ones and we're going to rank them so that's just a wee bit about us and we've just released a a ranking episode of our top five favorite rom-coms yeah. nice yeah yeah my, my plug would have been much shorter <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, so so did you have like the holiday in there anything like that bridget jones or was it but you have to watch the podcast to find out Whoa, yes you do dearie me Sean. no no he's right no he's right i know <laughs> That's so I'd say trying to get the inside track. It's like go listen to no, for nothing here. <laughs> no, no, nothing nothing soppy from us. We need to have you on ours at some point. Sorry, sir, I missed that bit, sorry. We should have you on ours at some point. Yeah, I'd I'd love to. Just give me a shout and uh yeah. I'll come on talk about anything. We've got the same we've got the same uh we're in the same time zone, which helps. Oh, my god, I know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Oh, what was uh, I had a podcaster from down south ask me what a, what do they call it? Was it a study or a, what's the other one called? Yeah, I'm sure it was a study. And I'm like, what's a study? I was like, it's it's like a big bun. Like, yeah. I was like, you're from down south? I do not know what that is. I was like, it's kind of a Scottish bread, kind of Northern Englandy-ish, but not really. It was yeah. So it's nice. It's nice to talk to people who understand what I'm saying. To be honest with you. <laughs> Hand up. I don't know what a story is. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, I swore. You know, go, I sound like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, cheers for coming out, guys, and uh, giving up your time uh, on a on a, on a a weeknight as well. I uh, really appreciate this. So, yeah, go go over everyone and listen to uh, Seismic Cinema. Great name. Uh, I've already just started listening to it myself, but I'm definitely going to go listen to the rom-com one. <laughs> See, see, see if my favorite ones are on there. Uh, we don't um, know a lot about rom coms. Yeah. So Prepare to be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sell it any better than that. But no, thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to my guest uh, guests. Sorry. Um, yeah. Cheers, everyone for listening. No, thanks, Cheers, for having me, Sean. Thanks Cheers. Pleasure. Cheers.